Dangerous to Go Alone is a member of the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network. Visit brokenjars.xyz to check out all of our amazing content. Welcome to another edition of Dangerous to Go Alone. I'm Jay Ray, and I got a new fancy watch today. And I'm Amanda, and I hosted a Halloween movie marathon at my office today, October 31st. We were going to do a Halloween episode, and we had all types of ideas. I thought it'd be really cool to do this War of the oh, Worlds yeah. thing. I forgot about that. You know what it was, though? Like, as we October as October <laughs> came up, though, I was like, we should have done it yeah. <laughs> weeks ago. Weeks ago. Because, like, I have no time to do it now in, like, four right. weeks. Yeah. Right. And then we talked well, about... Well, you know what? Let's work on it now for next it, year. Or we could do April Fools. Cut that out. Who edits this? <laughs> oh, I do. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, either or. Either or. We could do both. Okay. Or maybe it's better if we don't have it on a holiday. Oh, we just do we it. Just fucking do it. That, that's actually <laughs> not cool. a bad idea. Um, <laughs> or we were going to do like our, our favorite like Halloween movies. Yeah. Because for a short time we were both bloggers on this website called alteregouniverse.com. Instead, we talked about Nintendo Switch last week. We did. That was important. It was important. A thing that happened, you yeah. know. Uh, so, this week, we are talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so, or as Jerry likes to call it, Pungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I don't like to call it that. I just felt like I had to call it something different for the group, okay? So we called it Pungeons and Dragons, which, by the way, is not a pun. No, There's it's no not. But there'd be all. puns inside of it. <laughs> It's, um, what's that called? Uh, Jerry is not funny. Just want to make it known. Can you fuck yourself, Amanda? <laughs> I can. Would you like me to? Uh, not on air. We got another 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. It, uh, you could attest to this, too, but it's been, like, a while I've wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, I mean, probably, like, solidly since I met you, because when I, I met say, you... Like, over... Yeah. Longer than that, I think, because when I had met you, you had pseudo-done a Dungeons & Dragons thing with your friends before, like, that I wasn't a part of, because I hadn't met you yet. Right. So that, I mean, that's four years ago. Yeah. At, at least, yeah. So a long time. And, um, so it's finally coming to fruition. Yeah. Um, so, I guess what I want to touch on this week is, like, um, you know, so Amanda's participating for the first time. So you know what? Let's let's go there. Before I brought it up, and way before you even thought you'd be participating in one, what was your, you know, your concept or notion or knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons? Pretty minimal. Can I stop you there? Yeah. Because you have chocolate all over your face. I do. Because <laughs> it is Halloween night when we were recording this, and she did just eat what I imagine is a very delicious Reese's. It was really good. Where is it on my face? Uh, it is on the right side. There you go. Keep going. Yep. Oh, boy. That is tough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she just had Reese's all over her face. She's clean now. It is easy for me to continue. Okay, good. You were saying not much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you couldn't just look at me with chocolate on my face. I'm sorry, because it was like it was going to start moving. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, I didn't know a lot about Dungeons and Dragons, except for, like, what you see on TV and stuff, Defi- and definitely, like, you know, nerds and basements and stuff. Right. So, I mean, I guess the thing about Dungeons and Dragons, the way I felt about it and the way I think a lot of people feel about it is, it's so huge, like, you need somebody to get you into it, 
which you can talk about how you got into it on your own since this wasn't the case for you. But I feel like it's very easy for me to be like, hey, yeah, I'll do this because you're trying to make me do this. Like if somebody gave me the opportunity, if my friends played Dodgers and Dragons, I would have played. But it's hard to like learn something on your own. And it's hard, if you do choose to do that, it's hard for that to be fun, you know, because you're not, like, doing it with friends, so. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I did, I mean, I didn't know much. I knew it was a role-playing game. I knew it was, like, the first role-playing game, more or less, but. And as complicated as I thought it was, I feel like I underestimated how complicated it is. Hmm. Like, I just, I don't know. Is that based on what we've done thus far yeah based on me making my character um because i you know i figured obviously like characters would have stats they'd have health they'd have armor they'd have but like i don't know it just seems like a lot of things Mm. i felt like maybe they just have like one or two attacks but i have like several spells and also a weapon and like that's a lot of things which off air we'll get into and i think i told you yesterday i figured it out right so i got you hooked up yeah good yeah uh so nerdy though, definitely nerdy. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the the king of nerddom is like to me is Dungeons and Dragons. If somebody was like, "What is the nerdiest fucking thing you can think of?" I think I would answer Dungeons and Dragons. Still though, even still, at this moment. Yeah, still even today. Yeah, really? Always. Yeah. Like not bronies. No, that's like very specific and. Dungeons and Dragons isn't specific. It's yeah, but like game. bronies aren't like a specific set of people who have to be. Well, I guess they don't have to be, but they kind of are male, and they're between certain ages. Dungeons and Dragons bronies like a, are male. Yeah. Otherwise, they're Pegasisters. Oh, okay. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. So Dungeons and Dragons is more wide ranging than that. I know children like the kids of Stranger Things who play Dungeons and Dragons, and then I know there's like forty year old people who play Dungeons and Dragons. So. Whereas bronies tend to fall in a very specific age category, and they're men, and they're not women, and, like, you know. Well, I guess then, and not to go off too far, but, like, why is the wide-ranging, all-encompassing thing more nerdy than the very specific... Well, because you're making something... I, I only think it's more nerdy because, like... Whatever. If I'm not intentionally trying to put you on the spot. I'm listen, not. Sorry, if, I don't mean to. Sound if that I was a fan show. of a thing right. that nobody else was a fan of, literally, I'm the only person on the planet who is into whatever this thing is. Yes. That doesn't make me a fucking nerd, because it's not even a thing. It makes me like a weirdo or something. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> so bronies are weirdos. <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, I did not say okay. that. I'm just saying, like, it's not. When I think of nerd things, I don't think of My Little Pony. Hmm. That's like something separate. And I understand that maybe those guys are nerdy. But I don't think they even necessarily are. They just happen to be in a My Little Pony. That doesn't seem like a really nerdy thing to me. Dungeons and Dragons seems really nerdy. Okay. I, and it's because of all the things. It's because it's a role-playing game. It's because it's set in a fucking time of, like, swords and... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like like medieval times, but not medieval. I don't know what the hell Dungeons and Dragons is. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know why you don't like. No, why I'm, you're disagreeing. I, no, with I'm not. Me. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just because I guess we've never actually discussed what your definition of nerdy is. I Dungeons mean, and Dragons. In in the fucking flavor text of our show, it is your source for geek and nerd culture. Yeah. <clears throat> but which is why we don't talk about My Little Pony. It, we don't talk about My Little Pony because, one, there's no big news about My Little Pony. Sure. Otherwise, we would. And, two, because none of us on the show, you or I, are into it. Right. Fair enough. Um, 
but I didn't know you had such scathing thoughts about nerd culture. <laughs> Why are they scathing? I'm not, it's not like, I mean, I know I'm saying this in an angry way because yes. you're like pushing at what me I about this fucking thing. I'm not trying to push, but. But I'm not, so I'm not mad. She's so angry. I'm just saying like, if if I was going to define nerdum it's with a picture, dragons. I would show you a picture of a, a group of people playing Dungeons and Dragons. That would be my picture. So I can't think of anything. Do you think it's more the setting then? It is that like um. Yeah, the setting's a big fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it's like got that sci-fi fantasy stuff going on. I mean, because we have board game nights. Yeah, I think all we look similar. I think all role-playing board games, regardless of if they are sci-fi fantasy esque, are super nerdy. I think to role-play is a super nerdy thing to do. Hmm. Interesting. So it's the role-playing now. It's all of it. That's what I'm saying. That's why so Dungeons like and Dragons is like the, the nerdiest ever because it's like you're so, combining okay. all these so, things that are nerdy. Can I can I try to clarify what I think maybe what you're getting at? Sure. It is the it is someone going out of their way to know a lot about fiction. And yeah. then incorporating it into like real world. Yeah. Because so someone who speaks Klingon. Yep. That's right? super nerdy. But they don't play D&D. But knowing Klingon is nerdy. It's pretty up there. And with, close to the same concept, right? Pretty up there um, as the nerdiest possible thing, yeah. Okay, so that so that's that's kind of closer to what it may be. Yeah. It is the vast knowledge of fictional, unimportant information <laughs> brought to the real world and used in practical ways. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, kind Loosely. of. Loosely. Okay. Yeah. okay, all right. Well, that's better. At least I have a better understanding. Sure. You just came at it with a lot of vinegar. Um, I wasn't meant to be vinegary. I just think it's the nerdiest thing I could think of. Okay. That was just a statement of fact. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> um, okay. So I heard about it because I had some cousins from Hawaii who had, I mean, and this is, I was like 12, maybe mm-hmm. 13, 14, maybe. No older than that. But they um, they had one time recalled to playing Dungeons and Dragons. So they both sat me and my brother down and we tried to make characters on blank loose leaf pieces of paper and just like estimating what all the rules were mm-hmm. um and then we like played for a night and it was pretty fun but it was like rough because without actual rules there was like no balance and stuff like that sure, you know sure. so things didn't like quite go right and whatever so that was like in my brain and then uh kind of like you it seemed like a really difficult thing to get into yeah it seems really daunting um, so it wasn't until college when I got really into board games and I was like running into a lot of those people. I was like, oh, I could do this. Um, and I couldn't. But it wasn't until years later then that I was like, I had heard about Dragon Age, the RPG. Right. So I had wanted to play the games, the video games. Um, but Will Wheaton's Tabletop had them do two episodes of a Dragon Age campaign. Okay. It was like Chris Hardwick, um, Will Wheaton. And two other dudes. Okay. What one dude is the dude who plays Star Killer in The Force Awakens, which means nothing to you, but hopefully listeners might know. Okay. But they're very good Star Wars video games. And uh, I saw that, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe it's a simplified version of Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's not the thing, like you said, Dungeons and Dragons is the thing. Right. So this is like a version of it. Yeah. So maybe it's got less rules. Maybe it's easier, right? So I bought it. Came with all the books or whatever, and I was like, well, I'll get my friends to do it. Um, because similarly, they're like, as long as someone else is going to push us along, we'll do it. Um, and it was not a great experience. <laughs> um, the, you know what it is? I think it's just because they didn't know either 
how right. much it was going to take. Right. And then once we got in, I there's like a lot of thinking on your feet and improv, which isn't something I'm bad at. Right. But you have to kind of walk in knowing. Like if you're going to go into a room being funny, then that's where your head's at. Right. If you're going into a room to be dramatic or to lie, then that's where your head's at. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I had to clear my throat. And I honestly had to do it much more. And that's then I, fine. I held that's back. Fine. I'm sorry. It's fine. Okay. I've been criticized before by listeners of the podcast. Just me. Hmm. As you've already clarified on a previous episode of this podcast. So let's stop talking about it. Okay. But I have to clear my throat. Okay. okay then so, clear your throat. Anyways. Um, and there were two, two jokey about it. Um when put up to my preparation standards right mm. so i was like prepping all this stuff and they were doing crazy things like i climbed the tree or i poke the corpse or you know you know i want to murder the survivor or something like that and i was like well i didn't i don't know right um so we did it and it was like really difficult and i was yelling at them is what they say yeah so um which is what i do right yeah i believe that yeah because I've, I've yelled at you at some board games many times yeah Twice. Many, many times. Twice. At least a hundred times. Twice. A hundred times. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get back into it for a while. Um, actually, that's not totally true. And then I did one of those like reskins where I took the rules from that. I kind of made up some stuff. And then I tried to make a world that was fun to play around. And I actually based it on a Ready Player One-ish thing. Okay. But um, there was no reality. It was all this world where multiple planets had different types I of see. genres and stuff. Okay. And it wasn't bad. And it was us hanging out for a couple hours and they were just talking, mm-hmm. you know, making stuff up. And I was like, okay, well, you know, roll for this. And I was like, oh, that succeeds. And it wasn't bad, but it lacked like a structure. Sure. And we never got back into it because like, how do you remember your night prostitute who was hanging out with your star wars type bounty hunter doing you know whatever and i was like i don't know i don't know where the hell we are i I do remember the last thing we fought was like or not even fought was talking to a thing called like mr slug and he was a tentacle having thing Mm. it was ridiculous so i guess maybe a couple a couple months ago within the past year Mm -hmm. i started listening to some dungeons and dragons podcasts yeah I was like, well, maybe that'll get my fill because that has happened to me before. You know, I want to play a particular game, but I could watch some Let's Plays without having to buy it and I feel okay about it, you know? Right, yeah. So I was like, well, let me do this. But really all it did was like fueled me to be like, oh, I can do this. These guys don't know what they're doing either. Right. And I know for a fact, looking at their iTunes thing, is that they go on for 100 plus episodes. Right. So not knowing what you're doing is not a detractor. Right. Um, And that's where we are today. Right in the middle, a week and a half out. From having our first Dungeons and Dragons campaign. That's right. So we made your character last week. Yes. Um, so what did you go in thinking we were going to do? You touched on it a little bit before. but Yeah, I mean, I thought, again, like obviously I knew there would be stats. So I thought there would be stats. I actually thought because it, it's called rolling a character that we would actually roll something, but we didn't. Mm. As in, like, I thought we might roll to see what level my health was at or something. Hmm. You know, like, there might have been some something in that, but there's not. So, I didn't know that. We could have. Oh. There's a, um, traditionally what you do is you take four six-sided die, 46. You roll and you take the lowest one away. And then you total the 
of the three that you kept. I probably would have had more health that way. <laughs> well, that becomes your um, your modifier or whatever. Oh, okay. And that affects your health. Gotcha. The numbers that we picked are actually from the book. Right. And they are based on like average rolls. I see. And what they're supposed to do is because what sometimes happens is you might have 15 points as your highest thing, but all your other ones maybe don't hit double digits. Right. So then the character you end up playing is constantly at a deficit. Yeah, yeah. So the book suggests for beginners like us, you use these so that you're kind of... You just of, have an average, normal sort of character. So that you're mid-level. Yeah. And then as we level up, then you, Can you do branch off. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. But you're you're right. The rolling part is part of it. And it's like the funner part. So yeah. we, we removed, <laughs> we removed all, all of that fun. part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No fun left. Um, okay, so yeah, rolling character was misleading to you. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I again, I knew there would be stats and magic and spells and things. It just, I don't know, when it came time to do it, it was like, wow, they, there's a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, like all those different traits. Those like five different traits that all affect your ability to do stuff. Um, yeah, it, just, it was just more than I expected. Hmm. I think it's the easiest way to say it. Yeah, when I, um, so as I, I listen to these Dungeons and Dragons podcasts a lot when I'm driving, and um, a lot of my, I'm thinking about the story, but I'm also thinking about what information I need to impart to you guys, the players. Mm-hmm. So today I had this thought because in one of the shows I listened to, they actually just switched to the version we're going to be playing. Okay. So even though they've been going for a hundred plus episodes, they're kind of stumbling around now because the rules are totally different. Oh, interesting. Um, which also means that some of the information I might have imparted to you guys was wrong because sure. I'm recalling what they had said and I was like, well, how different could it be? Right. But they're encountering things that are like totally different. So, gotcha. Um, oh, so with everything that I need to know as the dungeon master, I think it's going to become super important for you guys to like know your characters like inside and out. Right. Um, so for you, for example, as a sorcerer, mm-hmm. you're very charismatic. Right. And there are um, skills associated with charisma. So as we continue to play, like, you'll just know. Like, as a charismatic character, I'm really good at, um, whatever, diplomacy, you know? Yep. So if we're in a situation where you need to talk someone down or whatever, that's you. Right. And you'll just know that at some point. Right. But I can't know that. Right. Because I have to know the character who you're talking down's information from, you know? Right, right, right. So for me, that's always been the tricky part, too, because as new players, you guys will have questions. And as a DM, I'll have questions. Right. Um, so, I mean, at least for this first session that we're going to do, I'm really trying to figure out things to um, make it accessible and to not bog us down too much by the the stats mm-hmm. until we get to a part where we feel a little bit more comfortable and then we can do that stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. But it is tricky. Um, and especially for you guys, because really you guys might even have to go into more detail with what you need to know. Um, so you have these spells, right? Right. Um, but there's a lot you guys need to know about them. What do you roll? When can you roll them? What are their effects? So that could be daunting in a way that video games will manage that. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that makes sense to me. Um, I'm sorry I'm putting you through that. It's okay. How, so, okay. So role playing is nerdy. How do you feel about role playing? How do I feel about role playing? Yeah, how do you feel about role play? <laughs> I wish you guys could see his face. <laughs> um, 
You know, well, okay, so I work in the theater. That's what I do for a living. I, as a kid, like all almost all people who work in the theater in whatever capacity they happen to work in the theater today, as a kid, I did some acting. Hmm. Um, so there's an, and I, I took some improv classes at different times and uh, I had to take acting classes in college, which I really didn't want to do because at that point I wasn't trying to be an actor, but I had to take these classes. So um, I feel like perhaps over some of the other people in our group, I'll have an advantage in that way. And I think at the same time, I am at a disadvantage because I don't think any of that stuff comes naturally or easy to me as a person. Like it, And it may come to other people more easily. Mm. So I worry about it. And it's tough. I mean, I, I um, have created my character now and, and I really like him. And I'm tr- I am I'm in this phase where like I'm trying to know him and how he would act in a situation or whatever. I'm just trying to think of various scenarios he could possibly be in and what he would do in right. that situation. Um, and it's hard. I think I might have been... It would be easier if you were playing a character who was modeled after yourself in a certain way, because then, of course, you would know what they would do in a given situation. That said, that sounds a lot less fun than right. trying to imagine how somebody who is unlike you might act in a situation. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I I like the idea of role playing. I don't know that it's something I'm naturally good at. I right. do think it's something I have experience with in different ways. Um you know, as a sort of learned skill, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so like, I would say, I think a lot of new players do model characters after themselves because at the very least you have the benefit of reacting to situations that you personally wouldn't be in. Right. Um, you know, Amanda stumbles across the skeleton corpse with an arrow in its face. It's not something, hopefully, that (laughs) That really happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that so that kind of eases you into that role playing experience. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like you said, to do it as this other character that you've created with a different sensibility than you, yeah, to be in a situation that you've never experienced personally, I can definitely see that as being tricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and down to even like not to make it about that, but like I decided to play a male character, which I don't regret. But I mean, that's it's totally different. It's a, it's a totally different mindset that you kind of have to get into to do it. So, I mean, and it's just about knowing that person really well. Well, and if, it, and if it helps you, that character. you're not a human. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to live up to what you think might be preconceived notions of male. Sure, but I'm, I'm just like. Acting. It's just one example of a million differences between me and my character. Well, I just think it's interesting that, like, he's got a penis is a thing that's scarier than, like, he has scales <laughs> and, and shoots acid breath that's or whichever fair. you picked, you know? That's fair. Um, but, like, that stuff's just like. That's like the dressing. Yeah, right? of yeah, course. That's not yeah, the but, salad right. of the penis. <laughs> Shut up. That's not the penis salad. Oh my god. Um, okay, so that's the role playing. Um, how do you feel about like having to like look up stats or like even any like research that you have to do to play the game? Yeah, that's the. I mean, it, it's that's all part of it. Yeah, it's tough, and I don't want to do it. I see. <laughs> I mean, that's the the short answer. I mean, I am interested to an extent, but it's tough. I've been sort of, and just as people in the fucking 21st century, have been socialized to, like, have things tell us stuff. 
you know, whether your bank is, like, automatically calculating how much money you're going to have after that bill goes out or whatever. Like, right. everything is, like, done automatically for you in terms of the parameters of the rules of the game of life, uh-huh. you know? And definitely is the case with video games, like you said. It's, like, they know if your arrow is going to reach that far or not. Like, if, if you're... T- I'm playing Rise of the Tomb Raider right now, right? And if I want to shoot a guy with an arrow who's so far away and it just doesn't reach, like, the game we'll will tell me that. Right. I don't have to go look if my arrow is going to reach right. or not right. and then do some math to figure out if it re- if it hit him or didn't hit him and roll a dice and whatever. So it's it, it's definitely more of a, a struggle than what I think anybody is used to today, especially people who have been raised on video games like us. Is there any part of you that's excited to play? <laughs> Jerry thinks I don't want to do this. She's never... How she's talking about it for the past 24 minutes and 23 seconds... Right. ...is like how she talks about it to me. And my ear holes make it sound like it's a little negative, which is totally fine. And I feel like I've tried to give you plenty of outs. Yeah. So I don't want you to feel forced into it. Right. But it feels like you feel like you're forced into it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I kind of am, not because you're forcing me into it, obviously, like you said, but, like, you know, I want to be a part of this thing that we're doing with our friends. It seems like I don't want to not be a part of it. And once everybody else is doing it, I'm just hoping that'll give me the same sort of energy that they have around it, perhaps. Like that time you and your friends jumped off that bridge. I never jumped off a bridge. It was a joke. Oh. Because, like, that's what your mom says. Oh. If your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? (laughs) (laughs) If your friends play Dungeons and Dragons, would you play Dungeons and Dragons? And the answer is yes, I would like to, because it sounds like something that could be fun to do with our friends. Right. Okay. That's fair. If I was playing with a different group of people, would you feel less inclined to participate? Like if they weren't so much our friends, but maybe like my friends or whatever. Like a group of friends that maybe you'd ever met and I only talk about like loosely or whatever. Yeah, I probably would be less inclined. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. It would depend on the circumstances. Like, are you going somewhere to do it, or is it happening in our house? Like, if it's happening in our house, then I'd want to be a part of it. Yeah. You well, that's I mean? the thing. I wouldn't have it here, probably. Right. Because I was like, yeah. Well, so you if it was just something like so. you went and did with your friends, then that because we'd go that'd in the be woods. different. We'd yeah. set up a table in the woods for the yeah. atmosphere. You know? Nice. Yeah. We'd all show up from different distances with like lanterns, fucking and meet with up in like the middle. Ho- hooded yeah. robes. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. no. And then when we're done, we blow out the bonfire, and then the "Are You Afraid of the Dark" credits start to roll. Nice, perfect, love it. Um, yeah, you know, so it's interesting you bring up like you know, like your bank manages those things about your money, you right? Know? Sure. Um, so I guess that's what's stressful to me about it. Uh, and again, not to assume how you feel based on what I think might be your tone, but I too am scared, but I'm like excited to do it because I have to kind of figure out, I don't have to, I could go off the book, but part of me is really excited to like figure out the economy of this game. Um, so I get to, I get to dictate what that means. Mm-hmm. Are you loaded? Yeah. What's that worth? Right. Yeah. Are you don't have anything? Yep. Um, and similarly, like, I've been imploring everybody who's playing to really think about their the story that they want to play as their characters. Mm-hmm. So if, I don't know, let's say Roger, who is nobody who's playing, but Roger wants to play a human who is uh, of noble, you know, who is very good with a bow and can talk to animals. Um, like, 
I'm excited for them to come to the table with that so I could feel like how this character fits in my world. Because, um, you know, for everybody listening, if you think about my campaign as like a, a map in Civilization Five or, you know, League of Legends or something, but there's like a fog of war around everything but my first place. Mm. Um, so you guys don't know what else is out there. Right. And honestly, I don't either. Right. That's why I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say because... I'd be like, oh, this town that you say you're from sounds really cool, and it'd be really cool if it was here. And right. then, so as we talk and as we communicate, then that world gets, you know, stretched out and explored, and that's that's the exciting thing to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that sounds exciting too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I guess because that's exciting to me, it's why I'm, I've been imploring coming to me with like an idea in your head mm-hmm. because I want it to feel um, collaborative, you know. Right. I don't want it to be me just dictating that this is the world that we set. And like like I, I didn't do in my first campaign of Dragon Age when my buddy Naz wanted to climb up a wall because he unsuccessfully went through a city guard. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was like really unflinching about it. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So he rolled something and I was like, well, you fail and you break your ankle. And like, right. that was really dickish of me. Right. But that was an opportunity for me to think like, wow, his character could be a fucking parkour expert here. Sure. And I took that away. Right. So now I'm ready to let that happen. You know? Right. Um, so that's, I think that that's really the most exciting part. The rules part are kind of in the way. Yeah. And at some point, how far are we going to basically just be sitting around a table improving at each other <laughs> fantasy world? Right. Which is why the rules are important. Right. It's the game part. Right. It's the game part. Exactly. <laughs> it's the game part. So, so finding that balance is interesting too. Um, but I got to say the rules, I mean, it's not like there's a lot of rules, but like all the board games we've been playing, they're complicated without seeing an action. Right. Um, so part of me just wants to get this first session done too, so we could work out those kinks. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that too. Now that I'm at this point where I've created my character, I feel like I have a good sense of him and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, yeah, now I just want to do it because then I feel like after that first session, I'll, I'll learn a lot in right. a lot of different ways about what you're trying to do even though you tell me all the time but like once I see it seeing it is something else you know what I mean mm-hmm. no you're totally right yeah I mean, I'm excited that's what like so I mean luckily my brother is as excited as me I think so we bounce ideas off each other a lot um and but it's it's hard like you said because yeah. like you just can't see it until I start talking about it and even on my way uh to your place today mm-hmm I turned off my podcast, I rolled my windows up, and I was just verbally saying out loud, like, the setup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as I was talking, I was like, well, this doesn't make sense, so, like, let me right. re- rewind and re-say that. And then, like, I'm, like, fi- figuring out the tone of places or whatever. Yeah, well, and I have to say, I think that what you're doing is particularly challenging because part of me, uh, my resistance isn't so much to to doing it, obviously, as it is to like, I don't, I also, there's part of me that doesn't want to be overprepared because I don't know what to expect yet. So I want to be able to like, I don't know, like I feel, cause I just feel like once it's happening, I'll be like, oh, I see. And then I'll understand more things about what is useful or what is, you know what I mean? And once I know that, I feel like then I can develop new facets of my character and that, that sort of thing. It, like other things will become more obvious once it's on its feet. So part of me doesn't want to prepare too much. Like that's a fear I have of like over preparing, but you as the dungeon master 
definitely have to prepare more because if you don't offer the stuff, then I'll have nothing to go on right. as the less prepared person, you know? Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that. So my brother, so I found out that basically almost every class can cast spells, mm-hmm. right? Which is not something I would have thought because mm-hmm. you think a barbarian can't cast spells. Sure. But the game treats it as a spell. Right. You know, and... Yeah, um, functions as a spell. Right. Right. So my brother and you both cast spells, but you're a sorcerer and he's a bard. Right. And you guys are both, you have a similar cantrip, which is like a free action spell that you can use whenever. Right. Um, Magic hand. Yes, right. Which which lets you carry something of 30 pounds or less and yada, yada, whatever. Right, right, right. Um, So it's interesting that you're coming from it at your perspective with... You need me to fill in some blanks with the world so that you know what makes more sense for your character to do. Right. And I'm coming at it from this different perspective where, okay, I have two people who can do magic hand. Right. I'm going to make a lot of things very, very light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you guys can go juggling or whatever. Sure. Because I want you guys to feel like um, characters that aren't, you know... Like you don't have this useless thing. Right, right, right. right. And honestly, I mean, kind of the point of Dungeons and Dragons and video games and everything is like, you guys are going to be superheroes by the time we're done. Right. Um, And you guys are going to be the, your Frodo Bagginses, you know, Skywalkers or whatever. Excuse me. And um, so part of me wants you guys to have those functions um, practical early. Right. So that you guys will feel your yourselves being elevated amongst all the people around you right. to these, like, you know, um, legendary statuses that you guys will ultimately become depending on how long we play. So, but I don't think either of us are wrong. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think that, I think you're absolutely right, and I totally get what you're saying, and that's obviously why we rolled a character, which right. is why you had to roll a character, which is, I don't think is overprepared. I think that's the minimal you can <laughs> do exactly to walk right, into yeah. a thing. So, like, of right. course... But I I guess the part of it that I struggle with, or not that I struggle with, but the part that I want to keep underprepared is just, like, seeing who everybody else is and stuff. Because it's, like, I'm also a writer. And as a writer, to, like, only have control over one character in a world that you don't necessarily know everything about, it's, like, a a frustrating thing. And and this Dungeons & Dragons thing, I have to say, more, more than any hobby I have, including video games, feels the most, like, writing to me. Yeah. Like, I really feel like the most useful thing for me to do with this character is to write down his fucking story, like, literally write the story for myself, just for, you know, for my own understanding of him and of where he comes from and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I guess my point is, the, that's the part I want to underprepare. I want to get to that point, but I want to just see, like, what the balance of types of people right. are, like, who am I dealing with, in what sort of world, under what sort of circumstances, so I can then develop that in a way that would be interesting, I guess, is more than, like... Because it's not just that I want to be useful and that the character can do things, but I want those things to be compelling and interesting in a storytelling sort of way. So, you know, I have this whole backstory right now that I really like, but I don't want to feel too tied to it because I want to also feel like if something else comes up because it turns out, I don't know, somebody sounds like they're from an interesting place that I could also be from, and maybe I knew them since we were kids or something, like, then I want to be able to do that. So I don't want to tie myself too strongly to any one thing without consulting the group in a certain way. So that's why I think the first thing is so important for me. Well, let me say this, that um, it's suggested by some people, especially for new players, to make their characters together. Yeah. So I was worried about it because we've got some friends... 
who are playing, uh, and they're from Philly, and we are not near Philly. It's a couple-hour drive. Right. Um, and they want to come, yeah. which is great, and I'm really excited for that. But I was concerned that them showing up just to make characters would be, like, kind of boring and not useful. So by the time we make, I mean, because how long did it take to take your character? Like an hour and change. Hour and change, you know? yeah. My brother took two hours, maybe. Right. Um, and I so then I have three more characters to make. Right. Um, so by the time we do that, you know, we have another hour or so to play. And maybe that's not enough. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to hook them in. So I was like, well, let right. me just do it separately. Right. Um, and as people are, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to reveal enough about, so my brother... For you listeners who care, he's playing a tiefling bard at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda is going to play, at this moment, a dragonborn sorcerer. And I don't think that'll change. Right. I really don't, for myself. I can't speak for your brother, obviously. But I don't think, like, the basics of my character. I don't think I'm going to change what my weapons are, my spells are, any of that. About, right. It's like story stuff, well, yeah. Because, I mean, but for the other people who I was talking to, they were thinking, like, you know, one of them really wanted to be a dragonborn. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, well, if not, then I'll be a tiefling. And when I revealed that both classes, uh, both races, we had a person in it. We already it, had one of those. She was right? like, oh, well, I don't want to be another one. Right. And that was how she wanted to do it. And I totally understand. And I was like, well, you know, we'll figure it out. Right. But someone has to go first in this thing. So right. I don't feel bad. Right, yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. not like I didn't invite everybody at all the time. Right, 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 right. So right. Of course. That's what you get, Maggie. Um, also, Maggie, just be a dragonborn or a tiefling. Who cares? Well, then Nick. Yeah. He was like, oh, well, I was kind of thinking about being a Dragonborn. I was like, great, go for it. Yeah. And he was telling me a story or whatever. And I was like, you know what? We can make it. Oh, no. Are we still recording? Do you want to allow? I don't know what that is. I'm going to say no. No. Yeah. Okay. We're still recording. Okay. Mysterious Sorry. pop-up on the laptop. Sorry, guys. It's it's averted. Okay. So he was like, I want to be a Dragonborn and maybe this class, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, well, let me tell you the story that I was making with Amanda. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... You know, she was thinking about coming from this particular place where they have this, like, particular kind of um, political vibe or what have you. And she left. And Mm -hmm. personally, as the Dungeon Master, I was thinking about maybe making most of this race, the Dragonborn, from this place. Mm. And he was like, oh, that's okay with me. And I was like, okay, well, because, like, maybe we can do something when we talk to Amanda that maybe you guys knew each other when you were younger. And then you went your separate paths because of classes. Sure. And you left, and he stayed. Right. And then now, when the events of my story take place, you guys meet each other, and you guys can dictate how much you know each other. Right. And I and I, you don't have to tell me that. Sure. So we're in, and then you and Nick are talking, and you're like, oh, we were best friends until. Or, right. oh yeah, I remember I was friends with your younger sibling, and he was fine. Right. And, And that's cool to me, but that's why I wanted to check with you to see if that was okay. Or right. if you wanted to have no ties to your past. Yeah, no, I'm, that's fine with me. Because the other thing I'm thinking too, um, so this game I really like, Mass Effect, has a whole series or whatever, and a um, like a, a traditional storytelling element they've got is as you go through the campaign, you acquire new crewmates like you would in any RPG. Sure. And at some point in those games, each crewmate will get a side mission. And... Um, in game mechanics, you do the side mission successfully and they'll like you more. So in the ultimate ending of each game, how much they like you will affect their participation and success in it, right? Right. So I was thinking something similarly where you guys come up with some backstories that you want. And then as we progress, um, we'll have to deviate to go 
address whatever thing you've got going on. Right. If it's an RPG thing where you have to reconcile with family members, or if it's a combative thing where X killed your so-and-so and and you need to avenge them or whatever, um, you know, I think that'd be cool too, because honestly, it's like, like sometimes you just don't want to do the main thing. Mm-hmm. You see the big bad in front of you and everybody's freaking out and you're like, well, let's just go left, you know? <laughs> and um, so I thought that'd be a good opportunity to do some of those story elements. I haven't verbalized that up until that now. Right. Adam knew, I think, but I didn't tell you or anybody else. And I guess I should. But I also, if they don't want to come up with a backstory, I don't want to force them to either. Sure, right, right. Um. Okay. I mean, you got any more questions for me? No, I don't okay. think so. We've talked about this pretty much all day, every day, for the past week. And you don't sound more bored. <laughs> I already think you're at the boredest you were when we started. So that's that's got to be pretty good. That's I guess the next good. step would be you dying on me. Right? <laughs> One of these like days I'm just, just going to spontaneously yeah. combust to be like, I can't talk about Dungeons and Dragons anymore. Yeah. You watch. It's not going to happen because you're too cool to do it. But I think it'd be fucking dope. If we started playing and like afterwards, you're like jabbering on. You're like, oh, I got all these story ideas. It's going to be so cool. But you're not going to because you're too cool for I'm that. I'm way too cool you're for gonna, that. You're going to play it and you're like, that was fine or whatever. And just let me know when we play again or whatever. You know, I'll, yeah. see. I'll see you. I'll, I'll see. see. Yeah, I'll yeah. see. Yeah. I'll see. I'm too cool. I'll check my calendar even you're... though we share a calendar. Man, you <laughs> totally got my number. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else this week? No, I don't think so. That's it. We're going to wrap it up then. Okay. You know. Actually, real quick, I was almost going to make an episode of us making your character. Oh, that would have been interesting. Well, I don't know if that would have been interesting yeah, to the, people. The, the night turned, people, let us know if you think that sounds interesting. Well, the night turned weird, and um, oh, and yeah. I think my inexperience with making the character, I would have had to do a lot of editing to account yeah, for Yeah, you would have had to do a lot of editing, yeah. Um, but uh, I do have ideas, and I'm getting way ahead of myself, because I just want to play all the Dungeons & Dragons. Right. Um, to like play in other universes or whatever. So maybe if we ever get there, or if your character dies and you have to make another character, sure. then maybe we'll record that and we'll do that. I hope my character doesn't die. I love him. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, things in 5th edition, which is what we're playing, that allow people to, like... Revive me. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I don't want to be dead. That would make me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know I mean, I, well, if I, at some point I want to kill him, I'll let you know. Well, that's the thing, too. Yeah. Because I, it's, I'm glad you'd be sad. Because yeah. I want you to feel attached to your character. Yeah, Based I like on him. what you had fed me, it didn't sound like you were. But now I know. Shut up, I love him. Great. He's my favorite um, person. Yeah. I like him more than you. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, Dragonborn. Yeah. Um, there's a character in one of my podcasts who, like... So, you know, there are podcasts and they have many more listeners than we do. And they sure. have people who donate for Kickstarters and yada yada. They had a tier where if you paid, like, $4,000... You could kill one of our characters. Oh, wow. So somebody paid. Shit! And they killed a character. Oh, my God. And um, so that guy kept playing, of course, and he just made a new character and a different story or whatever. Right. And a couple episodes after that, they did like a Q&A episode and another dude on there was like, you know, I wished it was me. Oh, that died. Because I just want to play a new character. Uh, um, but he's like a fan favorite and stuff. And, you know, sure. And that was like episode... 35 40 and now i'm at 127 and he's still around wow um and spoiler alert i know he's gonna not be around anymore oh but i can because i know that and hearing where the story is 
I can tell that's what they're doing. Because they're see. setting up a thing for him to like amicably leave without like just saying, Oh, he's gone. Right. You know, they're trying to build it up so he dies and this guy can play another character. Sure. Um, which I think is reasonable too. Yeah, absolutely. So um I mean that's just storytelling, right? Yeah. Like this is what this is all the writery kind of stuff I'm right getting at yeah and you know for me i think the improv stuff is more of that yeah it's, it is it's more oral storytelling than because like you don't have to come in here with like i i started doing the like the story setup in my car and i was like oh maybe i'll do an accent and oh I did, my like, god and i did like the worst scottish accent yeah i'm sure you did yeah and, uh, and then it, like, it turned into jamaican i was like oh maybe i can do jamaican and then i was like well that might be racist i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. it's it's hard um, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll just like put on a voice. I'll just talk like an old man or whatever. So maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Why? Why not just be you? Well, because at some point I'll be playing like 50 characters. Sure. Right? Like how many shopkeepers can I'm you saying, run into like, if you're... sound exactly like this? Yeah, but if you're like the story, like I don't know how it works, but if you're like the storyteller, that should just be your voice and all your characters should have character voices. No, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, because I was... Um... I was this character who was explaining the history oh, I see. of the place. Yeah, that person should have a voice. Because right. I was thinking, sense. like, it doesn't make sense for me as the DM to explain the history of it. But gotcha. maybe if you guys are in a situation where this person meet, is doing yeah, it. Person, that's what I was right. thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, then that person does need a voice. Yeah. yeah. Actually, okay, one more thing, and then we're going to end the podcast. No, I mean, keep going. But I thought it was really funny. So I was, like, trying to come up with a name for the island that you think you're going to come from. Right. And I was like, you know... Is it an island? We never talked about that. Well, it's like a sky island. That's what I thought. That I come from? Yeah. Oh. Like a sky island oh, of does dragonborns. Does everybody come from a sky island? No, not everybody. Oh. But dragonborns are technically, like, rare. I didn't think we talked about this. Oh, I thought we talked about it. But it's fine. We, were, we weren't very happy with each other that night. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling the character was hard. Um, so, anyway, so in my head it was a sky island, but we can talk about it off air. Sure. Then. And um, I was like, well, like, maybe the island's feature could be, like, it's, like, a, a long strip island, you know? So, like, what can I call it? I was like, oh, like, like maybe they refer to it as the Long Isle or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Long Island. And I was like, well, maybe I give all the dragonborns from there, like, oh, what are you <laughs> doing? Get off my, you know, whatever. <laughs> that would actually be really, be funny. really funny. You know what would be really funny? Because because we're talking about this, uh, maybe we're getting too much into our campaign here mm-hmm. or whatever. But this character being from this place... With these people who have like, um, like history and culture in right. such a way that they, you know, I had talked about like them having various ceremonies, like yeah. bar mitzvahs and stuff. So right. like, they're to me they're very, they're very like buttoned up, like right. and like you know, fucking old Catholic right, grandma right, right. kind of people who are, like are really like no, this is the way it goes, and they're sort right. of like set in that. They're very rigid and. It would be really funny if they like talked like fucking street people yeah, in that, any capacity. And that's what I was worried if they about. Were like, it, cause I was like, I think Amanda's got like a really nice. No, I actually think that's hysterical. Because yeah, then I might do it. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's pretty funny. Like because right, yeah, because it would just be because then like be you'll like, be you and you'll do your voice for your character, or whatever, and however he's portrayed or whatever, and then like. It's like that weird time where you finally meet your friends or your significant other's parents, and they're like not what that person's like. Right? At all, yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I think it'd be oh, really funny. It's so good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I just want them to be like. Yeah, and it's just funny because that because it should be the reverse, you know. Right. 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 Yeah. All right. There we go. That's a much better note to end it on. Yeah. That's happy. Pretty cool. And look at that first time Amanda smiled <laughs> while we've ever talked about Dungeons and Dragons. That's so a lie. That is a blatant fucking lie. It's not. It's a podcast. You guys don't know. <laughs> all right. Um, so. Uh, that's it for Dangerous to Go Alone this week. Check us out on BrokenJars.xyz. Uh, tons of new shows. This week is not an Office episode week, but we will be back next week. But I'll talk about it next week. 
Um, Dresden Files podcast, High Fantasy, 42 Entertainment, lots of stuff. You could listen to the old back catalog of Shylock's Gaming. Um, great shit. Follow us on Tumblr at d2ga.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at DangerAlonePod. And, um, yeah, let us know what you guys think. If you guys got questions, have topics of conversation, have thoughts on what we've said, if we've made mistakes, point it out. Everybody likes to be told they're wrong. Absolutely. We love, everybody loves that. And, um, yeah, and we'll be back, um, next week with some new geek culture. Maybe nerd. We'll see. <laughs> What's the difference? Nerds are the worst. Oh. I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>